All right, so we've got the opportunity to come to God's Word this morning. So you can turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And you can stick a bookmark there, because that's going to be our passage, in a way, every Sunday through all of Advent. Um, We're going to look at other passages as well, but we're going to kind of look at the various names here. Um, And so, before we come to God's Word, let's come to Him in prayer first. Father, we thank You for being a God who makes promises and keeps them. For being a God who promised His Son a forever King, a rescuing King, and You kept that promise and sent Him. We thank You for being a God who has promised that your word will never return void. And so we come to your word now, asking you to speak and to work in our hearts. We ask you to speak clearly and powerfully to us this morning, and that you would take anything that may distract us or hinder us and remove that so we can hear you clearly. Lord, we ask that you would open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive what you have to say this morning. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So it's a pretty familiar passage. If you've been in church for any amount of time, especially around uh, Christmas time, you're going to know this passage. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And so each week we're going to look at a different one of those names. And I was thinking that one of the worst things that can happen to us is to get some bad advice and then listen to it. And I was thinking about one of my own experiences as a high schooler where I ignored really good advice and listened to really bad advice and it ended up Not good. It involved ice fishing. I don't remember if I've told this story here or not, but I'll tell it again. That my friend and I really liked to ice fish, and we had heard that the fish were biting off of this point on one of the local lakes, and they're biting at night. And so we were going to go there. And my so I told my dad this, like, hey, we're going to go out there and we're going to catch fish. And my dad's advice was, you're driving on a lake you don't know at night on the ice. That's not very smart. Don't go. My buddy's advice was. There's three feet of ice and you have a four-wheel drive truck. What could go wrong? (laughs) So I listened to my buddy. And after struggling to find our way on the lake and after struggling to find our way out to the point and driving off of roads that were on the lake and driving across areas that we didn't know where we were, all of a sudden we got to the point. And one of the crazy things was is when we got to the point, all of a sudden I got a really sick feeling. And now I know it was the Holy Spirit, but I got this feeling like something's wrong, something's going to happen. And so I stopped driving, at which point my buddy gave me some bad advice again. And he said, what are you doing? We've got four-wheel drive. Just gun it. And I said, nope, I'm turning around. And I started to turn around, and the next thing I remember is I'm rolling across the ice, and my truck is going under the ice into the lake. And uh, after, after a long a lot longer story than this. We had to run across the lake for a few miles and call my dad and say, yeah, you remember that you told me I shouldn't have been doing this? 
I shouldn't have been doing this. <laughs> Can you come and help me? And my dad graciously helped me. <laughs> um, but I think we all probably have a story like that, some kind of a story where we come to a, a realization where we need, we need to have good advice. And we, need, we, we kind of go through life and we realize we get into situations where we've either listened to bad advice and it's wound up really poorly, or we get in situations where we just don't know what to do. That life gets complicated, it gets difficult, and, and there's all these different paths moving forward, and we don't know what to do. And so we start looking around to try to find somebody to help us and somebody to, to give us some guidance and some leading. And for some of us in that moment, we had somebody come alongside and grab us by the hand and give us terrible counsel and lead us down a path that ended up leading to really bad, big-time mistakes, right? And other of us were more fortunate where somebody with good counsel came along, grabbed us by the hand, and led us out of the mess and led us toward life. And because we know that bad counsel, bad advice always leads to destruction. It always leads towards a mess. You know, for me, it ended up with my truck being in the lake and a whole host of other issues and costs and lots of things that a high schooler doesn't want to have to deal with. Um, but for some people, bad advice or terrible counsel leads towards broken relationships. It leads towards losing a job. It leads towards going broke or just feeling like your life is spiraling out of control because terrible counsel always leads to destruction, always does. And that, but we know, on the other hand, if we get really good counsel or wonderful counsel, it has the opposite effect. It takes us out of death and destruction and puts our feet back on the path and, and leads us toward life and health. And so when we, when we read the passage this morning, it should give us some hope. He says that this promise says, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. And remember that this is being given to God's people when their lives are a mess. I mean, they, they have been ripped out of their own country. They've been brought into Babylon. They're, they've, they, they don't know what the future holds. They don't know what they're going to do. They, they've, watched their, they've watched bad king after bad king after bad king. All of their leaders had... Terrible counsel after terrible counsel after terrible counsel. And they're stuck in, in a foreign country. They don't know what to do. They feel hopeless about the future. And they can't turn to their leaders to help them because their leaders are part of the problem. They're the ones who got them there in the first place. And so in the midst of this, God promises a child who's going to bear the government of the world on his shoulders. And he is going to be a wonderful counselor. In contrast to all of the terrible counselors they had, in contrast to that stuck feeling that they have, he's going to be a wonderful counselor. He's going to be wise and knowledgeable, and he's going to be able to take them and lead them out of destruction and lead them on the path of life. Earlier in Isaiah, or, he, or later in Isaiah, he talks about the Messiah again. He says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel 
and power, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. That this Messiah to come, this one who was promised, is going to be wise and understanding. He's going to have counsel and power and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. He's going to be able to give guidance that that goes deeper than just the external things. He's actually going to know the outworking of people's hearts and be able to give guidance. And, And this really should start to stir our hearts a little bit because... I think we can only live in the world so long before we realize we need help. We can only be in the world for just a little bit of time before we realize we don't have the answers. We don't know what's going on. We need someone to grab us by the hand and lead us. And the promise is, is we have someone who's a wonderful counselor who can grab us by the hand and, and give us some guidance when we don't know where to turn. He can lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. He can lead us through the rough waters and bring us through when we don't know where to turn. And He can give us peace. Peace and hope because we know that we're not in this alone. We don't have to figure this out all on our own. We have somebody who's walking with us to provide guidance for us. We have a wonderful counselor, and that counselor is Jesus, the Messiah. But there's this interesting thing as you start to study the word counsel or look for counselors throughout the Bible. Not only is Jesus, who's the Son, the counselor. When we think about the Trinity, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But the Father's said to be a wonderful counselor as well. So in Psalm 33, it says, The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. And blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen for his inheritance. And so we have the father who is the counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. He takes all the counsel of the nations. You can put the best and the brightest minds of all of the world together to come up with plans and And it says his plans will bring them to nothing because they don't stand a chance against what he has to bring because he's the God who created everything. He's the God who knows everything. We've got nothing on him. He is the wonderful counselor. And and what's really powerful is when you get to understand that and then you realize that he took his counsel and he wrote it down in a book for us. And the Apostle Paul, when he was talking to a bunch of church leaders and kind of his final words to them, he says, I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. And he said, I taught you the Bible from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation. I I didn't skip over the parts that were going to make you uncomfortable. I didn't skip. I taught you everything. And it was all the wonderful counsel of God. It was all instruction leading you out of destruction into the path of life. And as I was meditating on that this week, I had to just stop and and pause for a little bit because I think we, we get so comfortable with the Bible. Some of us have just kind of grown up 
with it. So we just kind of open it up and we treat it just like any other book. It's maybe a little bit better. But, but we don't really take the time to actually think about what we're holding in our hands. That it's the counsel of God. The God who created the universe. The God who knows the beginning from the end. The God who's in control of all things. And he has, he's gone it down and he's written his counsel in a book and said, this is what it looks like to live. This is how I created you to live. And, and if you walk in step with this, you will walk away from destruction and you'll walk into life. It's, it's a book full of wonderful counsel. It's the epitome of what wonderful counsel is. And yet, there's this crazy thing that as we read the Bible and we start reading through it, we recognize that God's people have always had His Word. Not always, but for the most part, they've had His Word written down. You know, ever since Moses started writing the first five books of the Bible, they've had it written and they had God's counsel right before them and they were reading it and they were studying it and they were ignoring it from the beginning. Even Adam and Eve, they didn't have it written down, but they knew God's wonderful counsel. Don't eat from the tree. And they ignored it. And then we, we can even, I mean, we don't have to look even at the Bible. We should be honest with ourselves that we can look at our own hearts and realize that we have the Bible before us regularly. We have God's wonderful counsel written out before our eyes, and yet we go through life ignoring his counsel. And uh, we, we go through life listening to a lot of terrible counsel that comes from outside rather than listening to God's counsel. And that's why he did something different when he sent Jesus. That God saw his people, they had his counsel before their eyes and they kept ignoring it and following all the terrible counsel of the world. And so he says, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to create a new covenant. And he says... It's not in Acts. I forgot to change the. It's in Jeremiah. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. They didn't listen to my counsel, even though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. So this is what he did through Jesus. He said, I've been watching my people. I have my counsel laid out in front of their face. They, they read it, they study it, and they ignore it anyways. And so I need to send a Savior to forgive them for ignoring my counsel. They need to be washed clean. The this, this slate that's all marked up with all of this terrible counsel that they've been following needs to be wiped clean. It needs to be wiped off. They need to be forgiven. And then I'm going to come in with my own hand and I'm going to write my counsel on their heart and on their mind. I'm going to come in and I'm going to, through my son, I'm going to give forgiveness for their sins. And then I'm going to come in and I'm going to take out their heart of stone, which ignores my counsel all the time. And I'm going to give them a heart of flesh so that they walk in step with my will. 
I need to do. He had to do that. Otherwise, we couldn't walk in step with him. We would keep running away, running off, ignoring him. And so he, he did this through Jesus Christ, through his life and through his death. He brought about forgiveness for our sins. But even more so than that, when you, when you look at Jesus, he's actually the epitome of God's wonderful counsel. That's why his name is Wonderful Counselor. When, when you look at Jesus, when you look at the way that he spoke and the way that he lived, he is the picture of true humanity. He's the picture of what it means to walk in step with God's counsel. But he also does this work through the Holy Spirit, who has another name in the Bible, who is the Counselor. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he's going to teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And so we have the Father giving us counsel. We have Jesus Christ working in and forgiving our sins and renewing our hearts with wonderful counsel. And then we have the Holy Spirit who's been given to us, who's going to lead us into all truth, who's going to teach us all things and guide us and empower us as we walk and live the Christian life. It's really the beauty of Advent. Because I think as we get into Advent, it's a season of waiting and longing and, and kind of looking forward to something on the horizon. And in the midst of waiting and longing, we take a moment and we look around and we realize that things are a mess all around us. You know, we, we can look through our prayer list today and at the number of difficult and messy situations that are going on in our lives. And, and we even look at our lives and we think of all these different difficult decisions that we have to make, not knowing if to turn right or to turn left or to keep going straight or to stop. We don't know what to do. And we feel helpless to know which way to go forward. And then we're reminded that we have this child sent to us in a manger. This child who's born with the government of the world upon his shoulders. And his name is Wonderful Counselor. That he's the one who can come in and and bring forgiveness of our sins. And then renew and restore our hearts. And then grab us by the hand and walk us down the path of life. And give us guidance and counsel. And he was born into the world in order to give us hope and life and peace, trusting him, following him. And so he says, I am the wonderful counselor. Look to me and follow me and trust me. And he will lead us to hope in life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for being a merciful and gracious God. We thank you for recognizing our own weakness, that apart from you and apart from the work that you've done, we couldn't follow you or listen to your counsel, but that you had to do a work and change our hearts and write your law upon our minds and hearts. We thank you for that work, and we pray that you would continue to work and to shape and to mold us and draw us closer to you. Lord, stir our hearts and guide us by your Spirit so that we would walk in step with your counsel and that we would find the hope and life and peace that you have to offer. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the wonderful counselor. And all God's people said, Amen.